0: Yes, it's true, Mo Ibrahim may be gone next year, headed to the NFL, but this Gophers running back room is still in great shape, and we're going to talk about why today on Locked On Golden Gophers. Hey, you no are Locked happens, On Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. Whatever it turns out, we're just going to keep rolling. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. We got another double show day today for you. Now, like I said, today we're kicking it off with the running back room and we're going to talk about why we're still in great shape, even with Mo Ibrahim leaving the program and headed to the NFL. So be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the content here on the channel. And we have that double show like I talking about. So we also are going to talk about the women's basketball team this evening. So definitely tap in for that before we head into the Big Ten tournament for the women's play here in Minnesota, which starts and takes place tomorrow. So I'll give you a prepper for that. And we will dive in with all the dirty details. But first, we got to talk about the running backs. We have to talk about what we're here to discuss today, which is how do we fill the void of Mo Ibrahim? What does the running back room look like moving forward? And who are the guys in this room that build it up and make it something that is still very talented and very potentially special? All right, one thing I got to get off before we dive into it all is there was somebody in the comments jumping in talking about they don't know how serious they can take me because I don't wear gopher's colors enough. Just wild. But just for you, my guy, look it. We got the Minnesota hat going. We got one of the one of the shirts, one of the sleeveless, or not sleeveless, but short sleeve, hoodies on. I've got about three to four other hoodies, two to three other hats, all gophers related. So I just wanted to show you. It's real, dog. It's real. But, but that I had to get that off my chest. Be a little bit petty because you know what? What I wear shouldn't matter on the breakdown, but I wanted to show love. We've got the sign. We've got the jerseys. We've got to go for love here. So let's dive in. So let's dive in first. Let's talk about some of the things that we do possibly know heading into the 2023 season. Now this running back room itself is loaded with a variety of talent and different ages. So there's some flexibility when it comes to Having guys that will be here for years to come and having guys that have experience having played in the D1 FBS level. So I'm not worried about all of the, I'm not worried about it at all when it comes to the future run game of Minnesota. In fact, yes, Mo Abraham was a beast, an all-time gopher great. And that is something we will forever be grateful for and thankful for. But with that being said, there is a wide variety of talent still in this room that brings some aspects that we haven't seen with Mo Ibrahim in that room. So what is something to expect for 2023-24? What I'm thinking is you'll probably and should expect to see more of a fire and ice approach as opposed to a dominant workhorse running back. Now, what I mean by that is you're not going to see... a Only one running back taking a vast majority of the carries. I think you're going to see two guys, maybe even three guys, get worked into the carry load and the the split share. So let's talk about what that split share was. In 2022, we saw three main running backs take any carries with the Golden Gophers. They took a vast majority of them. In fact, they took 81.2% of all the rushing attempts in 2022. Now, the breakdown of those attempts was 320 for the RB1, 101 for the RB2, and 51 for the RB3. Now, that also didn't take into account how much the quarterbacks ran. Quarterbacks, Ethan calliak Manis and Tanner Morgan both had 34 rushing attempts last year. Collectively and combined, they added up for 12.7% of the rushing total or rushing attempts on the Gophers team last year. But when you're looking at it, that 320 attempts that Mo Ibrahim saw last year, that is 55.1% of the carries that Mo Ibrahim had on the entire team last year. The next man up, their RB2, Trey Potts, had 17.4% of the carries, and then Bryce Williams had 8.8% of the carries. So in 2023 I think that's going to shake up. I think that's going to be a little bit different and I expect a lot more parity at the position and at the the disparity of RB1 to RB2 to RB3. So in 2023 I expect that if you run with that same about 82% of touches for the main three R running backs I would expect a lot more of a 40%, 25%, 17% breakdown for the top three guys. Another thing I would also anticipate to see with the Golden Gophers moving forward is I would expect a fresh outlook in this room because there is a new coach heading the running back room at the helm. So it's not going to be what you've built up over the years it's not going to be the the same approach for how the running backs learn how they grow how they do this how they do that no it's going to be a different approach a different coaching style and so it's not going to be Trey Potts Bryce Williams you've been here the longest let's show these guys how we do this no every single running back in that room is learning something new is Learning new approaches is taking in new advice, new thoughts, new processes, so everyone's kind of at a zero, a blank slate, a blank canvas, and they will have to fight and scrap and determine who shows out and who's the running back one, two, and three. Now, I do think that some of these running backs probably push for more time than others, Even with that blank canvas, but in the end, the best players are going to get the lion's share of these snaps. There's no veteran skew or seniority or whatever else you want to call it. It's going to have to be earned, which is a great thing for the running back room. And... That is something that we'll definitely be keeping an eye on as we head into the spring practices and the spring game is how that is starting to shake out because it could have an impact on what happens after the spring game and if all of these running backs stay in the room or if anybody decides they want to take their talents elsewhere and try to get more opportunity. So it's definitely one of the main things we are going to be looking at in that spring game. Now, the last big thing that I would also expect... Is differentiated running back usage. Like I just said, we have a new running backs coach. That running backs coach has been kind of up and coming in the college football landscape, but he has experience. With the screen game, with pass catching ability with the running backs and having those more incorporated and more involved. So, hopefully, that is something we continue to see worked in more and different approaches to get the ball in these guys' hands, having so much talent in the room overall. So, those are kind of the things that you can really hone in on, focus in on, and kind of expect as we move forward. And again, on that pass catching front, the Gophers running back room has been kind of built and catered towards hopefully being able to pass to the running back more and get them more involved in that landscape. And that should be a good thing. Think about Chase Brown last year and how he absolutely scorched the Gophers defense, but it started through the air because the Gophers were beating him on the ground, selling out on the ground and shutting him down there. But then... They started passing him the ball, getting him involved in different ways, and that's what helped him get him going, and then he started to pick it up on the ground as well. So having a back that can get involved and be a threat and get the ball in their hands no matter which way it needs to come from can be very significant for the Gophers moving forward, and five out of the six of the top running backs in this room All have that pass catching ability by far. They were featured in that department, whether it be in high school, whether that be in their old programs, they've shown it on a legitimate basis and that should only work to the benefit of the Golden Gophers. So now that we have more of a projection to look for, who are the running backs, the top six names in this room and what is my idea or projection for how this room could look? in the coming season how will those carries that we talked about break out that's what we're going to take our best shot at coming up next first a message to you from our friends over at built look listen to these flavors folks churro brownie batter puff lemon dipped cheesecake grasshopper caramel apple cookie dough bites banana cream puff Cookies and Cream, Coconut, Salted Caramel, Coconut Almond, Raspberry, Cherry Barcia, and many more. You want to throw in Chocolate Peanut Butter Granola, a White Chocolate Blueberry Granola? There's so many options, and yet people haven't been giving these bars enough of a try, in my opinion. These are the go-tos, and it's not just me saying this. This is the official protein bar of... Built is the official protein bar of the U.S. ski and snowboarding team as well as the U.S. track and field team and NASCAR. There are legitimate sporting organizations and some of these drastically need that protein intake, especially in the track and field ranks where it's good for you and it power packs with the protein. You're talking about 17 grams of protein, no nuts, so you don't have to worry about a nut allergy, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, grams of fat, 130 calories. Now compare that to something like a Quest bar or the Clif bars, and you're seeing less calories, you're seeing less fat, you're seeing less net carbs, less sugars, by far in all of these different products, you definitely wanna give a Built Bar a try and it tastes good. That's the thing here. I've had so many of these different protein bars and whatnot that just taste terrible, chalky, nasty, no. The built Bar actually tastes legit, so go and check it out. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your order, or you can check it out today at Walmart and Sam's Club and get it in the household right now, this minute. Be sure to do it and check out our friends over at built.com. Thanks, Gophers fans, for making Locked On Golden Gophers your first listen when it comes to Gophers Daily Sports. Now, we're going to look at the top six names within this running back's room and talk about how this thing could shake out. So let's break it down. Bryce Williams he, this is one of the veterans in the room. He has one year of eligibility left, the second most production of the running backs in this room that have been in the program over his career, he has had nine thousand nine thousand. Wow. whoops. can't read there. He has had nine hundred and seventy four yards. Rushing 197 yards, receiving and 11 total touchdowns in his career so far. Last year, he had 249 rush yards on 117 attempts for three touchdowns, while also bringing in 11 receptions for 91 yards. And he showed that he can be a pass catching running back in the system. He can be a complimentary piece and he's not a a breakaway running back. He has good vision, but he's not a guy that's going to break out an 80 yard run. So that's kind of what Bryce Williams brings to the table. And like I said, one year of eligibility left. Then you got Trey Potts. Trey Potts has the most returning production from this Gophers running back room. He has two years of eligibility left technically. And he also isn't a breakaway running back like I had mentioned about Bryce Williams. Now, he came back from a scary injury in 2021. And I think we still haven't got to see him be fully comfortable and fully back from that injury. Hopefully that is something that continues to progress and get better as we move forward into this spring session. Hopefully he finds his groove and he's able to have that full confidence in himself after the 2021 crazy injury. But so far in his career, he has 1,198 rushing yards and 11 touchdowns. Now, he, like I said, he hasn't quite looked exactly the same after that injury, but he was a force in that 2021 season prior to being injured with 552 yards and six touchdowns in essentially four games. In that spurt, he showed he could be an absolute workhorse and a dog. So hopefully, like I said, we can see him kind of find that confidence again, maintain that approach and be that running back that we saw prior to the injury. Regardless, he's a great addition to the running back room and brings a lot of experience. Total yardage-wise, it was interesting to see that yardage-wise and touchdowns-wise, Bryce Williams and Trey Potts are very similar statistically, almost nearly identical in their actual totals combined. So that was something to look at because they have very, very different styles of play. So it shows just in those two backs that there are different ways we can work with this running back room. Now let's get to the new names in this room, including the graduate transfer and Sean Tyler, one year of eligibility left, he has had two 1,000-yard rushing seasons over the course of the last two years with Western Michigan and had 23 touchdowns on the ground in his time with Western Michigan. Now, he averaged 5.7 yards per carry with Western Michigan, which is great to see, and he had 43 receptions for 338 yards and three receiving touchdowns as well. The dude can do it through the air, like I just read off for you. He also has been very quick Within the rushing schemes that he's been, he has that speed. He has that quickness that we haven't really seen. The breakaway ability that we haven't seen much of with the Gophers team. So it is a completely different style and look for the room, which is good. It's a it's a new advantage, a new strength for the room to have. Now he's second in the. He was second team All MAC in 2022, and he's ranked ninth nationally when it comes to total all-purpose yards per game. He has 146.83 yards per game, ninth again in the nation last year. Now, he's the only player in the entire room that I think I could guarantee will be involved heading into this next season. It's a different style of play than anyone in the room has, and he'll likely also get some looks in special teams, which was a specialty for him with Western Michigan as well. Moving on to possibly one of the young up-and-comers that could maybe take over in this room. That's Zach Evans, redshirt freshman. Last year, he had his redshirt season. This year, he'll be a redshirt freshman. One game with action last year, but showed a lot in that brief action. He has crazy acceleration and a great second gear burst. Lots of reps in 2022 spring game in the spring sessions because all of the other running backs were going through injury process and rehab, so he got a lot of touches and a lot of experience early. That should help him moving forward, and he also showed his passing prowess in that spring session as well, including a nasty one-handed catch in that game. Now, he played late versus Northwestern in the 2022 season, had six carries for 29 yards on a touchdown, nearly five yards a touch. In his senior year, he rushed it for 243 yards for 101,957 yards, 26 touchdowns, and he also had five catches for 78 yards and two touchdowns. So again, showing that production in the passing game. Overall, I think Zach Evans is going to shock and shock and wow, the people that are forgetting about him right now, I hear a lot about Sean Tyler. I hear a lot about Darius Taylor. I hear about Bryce Williams and Trey Potts and how involved will they be? But I often see Zach Evans left out of that conversation. And I think that is a mistake. I think Zach Evans, I would not be surprised in the slightest if he finished with the most carries barring health this year. Now, Sean Tyler could take that title, but I do think Zach Evans will be in the Conversation. And like I said, it's a blank canvas, clean slate. So I think the talent could win out and he could really show and put a lot of people on notice this upcoming season. Now we're going to talk about another young guy coming up next. And that is Darius Taylor, true freshman, four star recruit coming in, highest incoming recruit of all of the 2023 class. He's an early enrollee. So he's getting the work in now. And in his senior year, He ran the ball 268 times for 2,450 rushing yards and 36 touchdowns. Let me say that again for you. He ran the ball 268 times for 2,450 yards and 36 touchdowns, not in his career in high school. In his senior year, on top of that, he had 14 receptions for 300 receiving yards and one receiving touchdown. Now, he had three separate occasions, three singular games in which he had six touchdowns in each of those games. That's 18 touchdowns in just three of the games. That is insane, and it shows you the amount of talent that he can rack up in a single game alone, so he also had the single-game high school rushing record for his Walled Westlake Lake high school with 438 rushing yards in a single game, and I believe that was in one of the games where he had six touchdowns as well. He absolutely showed out. He used to be a slot wide receiver as a sophomore before he switched to the running back position, and he is the hardest player to read in this room as far as what will his role and his potential be in the 2023 season alone. Now, I would assume that he can have every opportunity to take over if he can get up to speed in this early enrollee session, in the summer, in fall camp, if he can really catch himself up and get to the point where it all clicks, it all makes sense, and the game isn't too fast for him at the Division one FBS level from the jump then I think he can definitely get highly involved and could be in the conversation as one of those lead three backs. Now, he is viewed as a future pillar of this program. So even if he doesn't get all the opportunity next year, even if he red shirts through the next year, maybe gets some touches in the four games that are allowed in the FBS D1 level. Even if that happens, there is still a ton of promise and probably a huge role carved out for him in the 24 season, which. I would be shocked if he wasn't one of the featured backs in that year. So he's the biggest question for me when it comes to time for next year, but a huge pillar for this room moving forward. Now, the last running back I want to bring up is Marquise Williams, true freshman, not an early enrollee, so he won't be joining the team till the summer-ish. And I wouldn't be surprised if he redshirted year one. I'll put that out there right away. Just because there's a ton of talent in this room, a ton of experience in this room, and he'll have to grasp the offense, get up to speed and everything like that in a very small, brief amount of time, not heading into the early enrollee session. So I think you'll likely see him redshirt more than you would see him on the field in a high capacity in the 2023 season. Now, he's a great scat back, good vision, patient runner. Five foot eight to 180 pounds is what they've got him over at two, four, seven on his, on his huddle films. He's listed at five foot 10. So we'll see what his real height is in there. But regardless, the production is all there in his senior or junior year. He had 1600 rushing yards, 1697 rushing yards. Let me give him his extra hundred. Really. 26 touchdowns in his junior year plus 217 yards through the air with five touchdowns through the air that wasn't just a one-year wonder he did it again in his senior year with 1501 rushing yards 27 touchdowns on the ground 317 through the air and four touchdowns through the air so again great usage in that passing game could be a threat there and I think he brings something special to this room that again, nobody else brings. There's a lot of different styles, a different stylistic approaches with all six of these running backs. So it would be very curious to see how it all breaks down moving forward. Now, also, we have some quality walk-on depth below them. So I want to give shout outs to Max Grand and Jordan Newbin, who both have shown in these in the last season, they've shown that they can do what they need to if given any opportunities and they have the talent even as a walk-on guys, so I definitely want to give them some love and shout-outs with the running back room. So that's eight quality guys we've got in this running back room to work with over the next year and beyond for a lot of these guys. There's six that will still have eligibility of those eight moving forward past this season. Now, what is my best guess on how it all breaks down? Okay, so we said 40%, 25%, 17%. So if we're looking at the top two running backs in here with that forty-five or 40% and 25%, I would say Sean Tyler takes the 40% and Zach Evans takes the 25%. Now that could skew even more close. It could be even less of a gap between the two if Zach Evans really shows that production, shows the confidence, shows the ability as a young guy. I could even see it going 35% to Sean Tyler, 30% to Zach Evans, but I see those two guys as likely being the lead two guys. Maybe it's not right away from the jump in the beginning of the season. Maybe it's a little further. Maybe it's game four is when that production and that switch and shift and touches starts to happen. But I think those two guys will be the lead two backs heading into the Gophers season or throughout the Gophers season. Now, from there, I could see one back heavily involved behind them with about 17% of the usage of the attempts, but that running back is a question, and I think it's between Bryce Williams or Trey Puss. and you can ask yourself, does Darius Taylor carve out a role as a true freshman? And I think it isn't completely off the table, so those are the three I would consider there for that third running back role, and I think the spring is definitely going to gauge who gets that in this case. Now, knowing Minnesota tends to play it more conservative, I might tend to lean towards Darius Taylor would likely be a redshirt, and he would play maybe in a handful of games, get some opportunities in a handful of games where he can still keep that redshirt. But knowing how conservative the approach, the coaching staff can be in this department, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept his redshirt. And then you have uh, Marquise Williams, who probably redshirts. Sean Tyler and Zach Evans lead the room. And then if both Potts and Bryce stick around, then maybe you get 10% for one of those guys, 7% for the other, and you're running a four backs in there. And now 10% and 7% is similar to what we saw with Bryce Williams and Trey Potts last year. So those roles could be similar, but then you're splitting Moe's carry load between the two guys of Sean Tyler and Zach Evans. So I think that's what, next year looks like. Now, the one-two punch of Taylor and Tyler, that just sounds so much fun. It sounds like a a great running back nickname for the room, the one-two punch of Taylor and Tyler. Now, why would it be called that? Because Sean Tyler and Darius Taylor are wearing numbers one and two. That could be A heck of a nickname, but its only potential is for this season because Sean Tyler only has one year of eligibility left. So as cool as that would be, as fun as that would be to talk about, write about, and all that stuff, we'll see if it actually has any potential to happen in this coming season. Now we're going to wrap this show up talking about a new running back commit. So the future is bright and how could it look? How could the running back room look moving past the 23 season into 2024 and beyond? That's coming up next. All right, let me peer here into my future, into that crystal ball and tell you what I'm thinking for 2024 and beyond when it comes to this running back room. And to do that, we have to talk about the new commit, new addition to the 2024 class. And I love it. It is Jaden Wright, three-star running back from Illinois, and he chose Minnesota over offers he had at Purdue, at Syracuse, at West Virginia. So other Power 5 schools were in the mix, but he chose Minnesota in 2022, as a junior, Jaden had 1,224 rush yards and 20 rushing touchdowns. He's a big back. He is a bruiser. And that is, again, something we don't necessarily have in this room right now. Maybe Trey Potts could qualify as that, but I don't think he's really that big bruiser back. But Jaden Wright is. And he can bring a new depth, a new approach to the running back room in 2024. And one thing he he was quoted saying, to 247 in an article was they told me I fit the offense real well with my style of play and I'd have a very high chance of high reps as a freshman. I talked to Coach Fleck about this earlier today and I'm enrolling earlier so I can get down on campus in December and get an early start as a freshman to learn the plays and get in the groove of their team. Now, I love, love hearing that he's going to be an early enrollee guy. He wants to get involved early and all of that. I love it. And like I said, he has a different style approach than what we have in this room. But the I'd have a very high chance of high reps as a freshman. That part catches me a little off guard. Just knowing about the guys we just talked about briefly with Darius Taylor, with Zach Evans. Those guys look like they will have a ton of touches in these next two years. Then you add in Marquise Williams, who has talent, has the ability to get touches as a again, true freshman this next year, but would be a redshirt freshman in 2024 if he redshirts this year. That's three very young, very talented backs in the room. You can add this fourth one. And like I said, we could see maybe a split of three guys being the features, but to guarantee high reps as a freshman, and I don't know if it was guaranteed or not. So let me take that back. Let me walk it back. For this freshman or this uh, commit running back saying that he'd have a very high chance of high reps as a freshman that one is tough for me it leaves me a little bit tentative with everything we've just gone over but barring how things shake out because you never know what happens in the running back landscape people can get hurt the transfer portal is wild and he's a much more physical style runner than anybody else in the room maybe 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 it is a possibility. I don't know. I'm not on the coaching staff. Those guys are the ones who have to figure it out and make it work, but how could it all play out over the next two years? Now I wouldn't be surprised again to see Tyler Evans or Sean Tyler and Zach Evans lead the room in 2023. Bryce Williams, Trey Potts, compliment him. Then Tyler and Bryce are gone. Sean Tyler, Bryce Williams, both of them out of eligibility next year. So they will be gone. Potts, We'll see if he wants more of a lead role, if he doesn't get enough touches or anything like that, or if he's just ready to call it and graduate, who knows? But he could be on the roster. He could not next next year. There's a lot up in the air there. So that being said, it could, the room could be run in a similar fashion in 2023, but instead having a Zach Evans at 35%. Darius Taylor at 35%, more of a 50-50 workload between the two leading the way. And then Marquise Williams with 10% behind that, that still adds up close to that 82% that we were talking about. It's actually a little less. So then maybe you use the less, the less that lesser grouping of touches to get a guy like Jaden Wright or someone some extra work in there and have that complimentary system. So I'd say Zach Evans, Darius Taylor lead the way Marquise Williams compliments, maybe a guy like Jaden Wright compliments, or we'll see how it goes moving forward. That could be truly the breakdown for the next three years barring injuries, barring transfers. That's how young the group is starting to shift in turn. So it'll be fun. Hopefully the Gophers continue to stack depth at the running back position and help themselves be successful for years to come. But the biggest question is, do any of the RBs want out to be the guy or will they tough it out? Will they build into the culture and build a special running back room, a fire and ice approach like we've seen with a Maroney and a Marion Barber, something that is still talked about for decades now because it was so special that's what we're hoping for and that's what we'll hope to continue to see moving forward that's going to do it for us here at lockdown golden gophers be sure to hit subscribe we'll talk again this evening talking about the women's basketball team and giving you a prepper before the big 10 tournament starting tomorrow this is kane rob signing off road the Go sky you ma go go